All right. Um, I think uh, here's what I think. That's what the show's called from now on. Here's what I think. There's an artist. An artist. <laughs> an artist. Yeah, man. There's an artist named Jenny Holzer, who uh, I'm sure she is some kind of... Uh, uh, her, her suit dyke woman with all kinds of politically obnoxious opinions. Um, but she, she did a series, she did a project called Truisms. And uh, they're little, short little maxims, little, they're truisms, they're little phrases that she collected and um, I'm sure she, some of them she created. I don't know how the, I don't know what the process behind that was, but um, she just made these, this list of little phrases. It's called Truisms. Um, one of them was, uh, one, uh, one part of that project was, uh, there's a BMW uh, Le Mans prototype car that has her truisms painted on it. So, for example, on the, I believe on the wing, it says, protect me from what I want. And uh, on another part of the car, it says, monomania is a prerequisite to success. And uh, it's really fucking awesome looking car. But, um... Some of these, some of these truisms are, are like, of course there's, there's some that are just fucking granola, spiritual, uh, there's one that says, uh, raise, raise boys and girls the same way, shit like that, like there's little, there's things like that in there, but, um, there are a few of them, there's more than a few of them, there are a lot of them that are very good, and I would consider them valuable, uh, one of them being that, one of them being monomania is a prerequisite to success, which I really do believe in. I believe that you have to be, um, you have to be focused on, on one thing, um, real hardcore in order to, in order to, uh, you know, be any good at it really. Um, which is, that's something that bothers me. I think about the, um, uh, about Tim Ferriss getting getting things done, bulletproof coffee, that type of shit, because um, I'm I'm sure there are I'm sure there are definitely ways where, like setting yourself up properly, setting yourself up for um, success with with your lifestyle and with your habits. I'm sure that is um, that's got to be a good thing. It can't be a bad thing. But, um, I think, um, if you're trying, I guess this is the creative aspirations video. I don't really know, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to have a normal, successful life, I guess. So forget that, forget this advice if you're just, if you're not, if you're not creative. Um, but, um, the... Making lists and organizing your time well and doing all the, you know, four-hour work week, all that type of bullshit, um, that is not going to really help you make a, uh, you know, a song, for example, a song that is um, uh, really good. It's just not going to happen. That's not, that's not the way it works. You have to be sort of feverishly obsessed in an unhealthy way 
You like this right here? <laughs> you have to be, um, it's an unhealthy thing, the creative, creative process. I mean, just look at Frank Yang's videos. Go look at Entropy Workout and tell me if that looks like someone who's, um, uh, you know, doing bulletproof coffee or whatever. Um, the real, the real process, the real, um, making something solid, making something that you're gonna be happy with five years, ten years down the line, that process is a, is a bloody, nasty, um, uh, process, and, uh, if you want to live that way full time, if you want to spend, if you want to be, you know, a hardcore artist, you're going to have like a lot of cigarette butts in your house. You're going to have, um, you're probably not going to be eating too good, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's like a, you got to decide how much of that you want versus how much you want, you know, a BMW three series lease, I suppose. Or like clean clothes. How much? How bad do you want clean clothes? Which brings us back to uh, get yourself an ugly fat girlfriend who will do your laundry for you. It's so important. Oh my god! I can't believe how much you guys are missing out. You fucking guys are probably like, I want a hot girlfriend. No, no. You know how many problems a hot girlfriend brings to the table? That's like I want homework. I want extra homework, I want guys trying to fight me, I want uh, negative attention all the time, I want problems in my life, I want an entitled bitch, <laughs> I want uh, an entitled bitch that I can't be myself around or get along with or make jokes with or anything. No, man. Good God. Get you a worker. Get you a girl who will put on the latex gloves and clean the sink. Oh my god, you're missing out so much if you think you need a hot girlfriend. You're fucking retarded right now. Oh my god. I'm actually, I'm smiling and laughing because I'm actually thinking about it. I'm thinking about um, all you Heidlers. Hi Heidlers! Watching this right now, who I'm sure some of you, I'm sure some of you have girlfriends. You know, my, <laughs> the people who watch my videos are popular and cool. <laughs> Why wouldn't you have a girlfriend? But, uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's not like, it's not like you've never had a girlfriend, right? You know, at least you've had one. Um, uh, <laughs> but I know, I know there's gotta be some, oh, there's a, there's a big ugly one right there for you. Um, I know at least some of you, uh, I'll keep, let's, where are we going here? Good old Fall River, the FR. Good old Fall River. I'll pull into the car wash here and spray myself down. I haven't had a shower in days. Oh shit, tuner. Can you see? You see? Yeah, cool. Cool orange Civic, my man. That thing probably goes fast as fuck. That thing goes fast as fuck. Um. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Um. Yeah. Right. Oh, where the fuck did that go? Alright, so as I was saying. 
uh, as I was saying, before I popped two tires, <laughs> before I damaged my vehicle, um, oh, there's fucking two cops right over there. Goodbye. Bye, 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 bye. I gotta go. <laughs> yes, officer, I was filming a YouTube video. Don't you know who I am? I have uh, 20,000 subscribers on my alternate channel. Um, perhaps you've heard of it? It's pretty influential. I think Elon Musk watches the videos. Alright, fucking god damn it! Uh, okay. Alright, so. Um, get you this idea that you have in your head that you need to be. I need the perfect cutie. No, no, no. No, 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 no. You're never gonna find the perfect cutie. You're not gonna get that, okay? Trust me. Is it sirens? What? Um, the perfect cutie is a figment of your imagination. The perfect cutie is a construct of the matrix. Uh, it is uh, not a real thing that you are going to ever get. So what you're going to be looking for instead is uh, virgin, if possible. It's probably not possible. I haven't seen any right here. Uh, and then... You're gonna wanna find someone who can fucking make food. You're, you're gonna wanna find someone who knows how to make fucking noodles. Because when you get a hot girlfriend and you ask her, uh, can you make pasta tonight? And she goes, how do I boil water? It's gonna wear off real quick, okay? The, the allure of Oh, she's so beautiful. She's my everything. Oh my God, she's a goddess. I worship her feet. I worship her ass. Uh, that's gonna wear off real quick when uh, she doesn't know how to make tea. <laughs> when you ask her, can you, uh, could you get, um, uh, when you ask her, hey, would you uh, throw out the empty coffee filter and um, make, some, make some new coffee? And she goes, How do I throw out the coffee filter? <laughs> oh my god, man. Good god. Oh, fuck, man. Oh, fuck. You're in for a treat. Listen, I know what I'm talking about. <coughs> um... This sort of turned into a topic, I suppose. What else did I want to talk about? Let's go with the side shot. Now I'm driving so I can look at you. Now I can safely look at you like this and talk to you. Hi, I'm going over a hill right now. I can't see shit. Yeah, I don't know what's in front of me. I don't know what's in front of me. I don't know what's coming next, but uh, I know that it's going to be good. Oh shit. Um, there's cops all around. There's cops everywhere. They're gang-stalking me. It's okay. That's the one good thing about being gang-stalked by the FBI or the CIA, is that you never really have to worry about security, because they're not going to let anything bad actually happen to you. They're just going to fuck with you and follow you around and try to fuck with your head and make you fucked up like they did to me. They fucked me up. The CIA and the FBI fucked me up. One day I might be saying that for real, and I'll probably be saying in that voice. 20 years from now, Venice Beach, I'll be on some sort of drugs, and I'll be saying that for real.
I'll see you guys there. Uh, oh yeah, anyway, what I wanted to talk about was, this is actually kind of important. Now you're probably glad that you've been listening this whole time because I'm about to talk about something actually important. Um, so the creative, not even the creative process, okay? Let's not make this a creative aspirations. Like, let's make this life skills. Let's make this, uh, we'll call this, uh, well, this series is called How I Became So Cool. Uh, now, um, How I Became So Cool. Brawl Volume 1. I'll have to start a new channel for this, though. The How I Became So Cool channel. I hope you guys can hear me. There's quite a bit of wind noise coming in from the window here. Um, I guess it doesn't matter because I talk to myself all day. Because I'm fucked up in the head. So I just talk to myself all day. Hey, hey, I don't even know if it's recording right now. I'm probably imagining my YouTube subscribers. I'm imagining that I have YouTube subscribers. Because I'm fucked up with that. Oh! oh, shit. This thing handles. Yo, these things handle, yo. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, I did go... Officer, I've done, I've done go-karts for thousands of hours. I've done hundreds of hours of go-karts, officer. I think I know what the fuck I'm doing. Holy shit. Yeah, officer, uh, I played Gran Turismo for basically 2,000 hours, and I also vlogged hundreds of hours in go-karts, so I know what I'm doing. Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, where the fuck are you going? Holy shit. Oh, it's just like a video cat. <laughs> Woo! You gotta hit the apex at the right time. Pick your breaking points, and uh, just pick the line that you want to take. I take a customized line, customized for front-wheel drive drift racers which is what I am. The Prius C, I like to brake early, and uh, I like to turn in a little early, and then I let this, I let the, uh, the rotational movement of the car kind of take me through while I'm applying power. So it's, <clears throat> it's sort of an understeer, oversteer combo that uh, works really well for me when I'm drifting. Anywho, <laughs> um, no, I'm not fucked up in the head, okay? Thank you. Thank you for having confidence in me. I'm not mental yet. I'm not a mental retard yet. I'll get there though. Spoiler alert, I'll get there. Question, is Sam Hyde mentally fucked up? Answer, no. Spoiler alert, I'll get there. Um, oh yeah, okay. No, I'm just kidding, I have a lot of money, you guys don't even know. Um, anywho. <clears throat> so, uh, am I being followed? Are there cops coming in? I don't know, man. I really don't know anymore. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Okay. So, um, when, when I was, uh, a kid and a teenager... I would do, I did drawings, I did illustrations, and um, I did, what I would do is I would draw fucking like one line on a page, or like two lines on a page, and I would decide that I didn't like the way that line looked, and I would crumple it up, and I would go through dozens of pieces of paper, and this is not like an OCD, like um, fucking Asperger's hand-washing retard type thing, it was a perfectionism. Uh, this was the early, early stages of 
of uh, severe perfectionism. And um, that, uh, that, that, that was at its, at its worst uh, when I was probably like 12 or 13 or 14 or something. But it's a, it's a problem that I've had to deal with ever since then. Um, and the, the phrase that I like to keep in mind is that the perfect is the enemy of the good. Meaning that if you are focused on creating something perfect, if you're a perfectionist, if you take your time just like whittling away at the same little thing like this and you're sitting in your corner, you, it will prevent you from making stuff that is good, from making stuff that is simply good. You will have <coughs> one little perfect sliver of, of, uh, of production which probably isn't even perfect because when you're a perfectionist, you get so uh, you get such bad tunnel vision that you totally you totally lose track of um, of what's uh, of what good and bad is, and you just you, you you become the thing that you're that you're working on. It's like you you become um, you can't you can't judge it because it's like it's like a part of you or something, um, uh, and it's not even it's not even a part of you. It's a part of it's the part of you that is um, uh, completely stupid. It's like it's like a mental illness. It's like the part of you that is mentally ill. Be it becomes this little thing that you produced, um, and uh, the the time that you spend doing that, and the the mental sickness and the tunnel vision that you take on from doing that, will totally prevent you from um, having having all that good output that you could have had. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> it, uh, so it's, it's never, it's never a good thing to be a, a perfectionist. You always want to keep, uh, keep an eye on that. And that's something that might sound, that might sound strange to a normal person listening to this, but if you've ever, if you've ever created something and cared about what it looked like, it doesn't matter what you're, if you're a woodworker or if you're a musician or if you're a, um, a writer or whatever, if you've ever created something that was going to be, you know, stamped with your name and it was going to be representative of what you're capable of making, you, you know what that feeling is a little, to a, to a small extent. You know what it is to have, um, like this apocalyptic, um, uh, like, like you're getting ready to be judged or something, to have that levied on you, um, even, even if you've only ever, like, maybe, you, maybe you cared about something that you wrote for a class one time a lot, um, maybe, maybe not that, maybe not that, but <clears throat> that feeling, a lot of people know what that feeling is, um, and I think that's really the wrong way to go about doing anything. I think, um, uh, you, you have to have a little bit of that, but you should try not to have any of that because you're going to have a little bit anyway. So if you, if you try your hardest to totally eject that from your, um, from your, your, uh, list of, um, uh, psychic, uh, from your list of, um, psychic disturbances, you'll have a little bit left anyway, and that's enough. Um, what the fuck? What was I thinking? Mm. Oh yeah, okay. 
So I think the proper way to, um, I think the proper way to go about stuff, look up Vincent Gallo, what Vincent Gallo says about his filmmaking. He considers himself to be a blue collar worker. He considers himself to be a workman. And I think, uh, I think that's the proper way to, to look at creative endeavors. I really do. I think you want to be, you want to think of yourself as a workman. You're doing a job and, um, you want to, you want to do it to the best of your ability, but, um, you don't want to, because the other thing is once it becomes this special little thing that's only, that's only for you, it loses, um, relevance to other people. And to some extent, you don't want to be completely relevant to other people because then you're making pop music. You're making, uh, you know, Hollywood, um, action or not action films, just fucking dumbass movies. Um, so if you try to please everyone, you try to be relevant to everyone, um, then you are making crap. But if you don't, uh, if, if you become like, um, an insane asylum, if you put on a straitjacket and you put fucking blinders on and you're, you're sitting, uh, playing with crayons and you're in your room all day, then what you're making is, it's got to be relevant to someone, you know what I mean? Um, and that might, that, that's, that's imperfect advice because there are plenty of, of films and, um, uh, pieces of music and, and whatnot that have been made only to satisfy the, the artist making them. Um, but it's something to keep in mind. Being a perfectionist versus being a, a workman. So that's, that's one thing. Another thing is a similar, similar sort of thing is, um, uh, choices. Um, you want to think about uh, the, one of one of the things that was in the Hillary Clinton emails was they were dis, they were um, I think Huma Abedin was describing option paralysis or something decision fatigue decision fatigue she was saying you you get assaulted with decisions to make every day and it tires you out and Hillary Clinton replied uh, that's me to the letter or something like that um, and that's something that you want to. You want to keep that in mind. You want to keep in mind decision fatigue and option paralysis, um, because because freedom, lack of limitation, and endless options are not necessarily your friend all the time. Most of the time, um, some of the greatest things are like look up look up Dog Me ninety five. Okay, this is this is a set of um, of criteria for for filmmaking that uh, I think Lars von Trier came up with, um, think, think about the, the greatest, the great paintings by the old masters, by people who were re restrained to, you know, a canvas of this dimension, these dimensions, and, um, uh, oil paint, and that's it, like, think, and, and, and think of old films like Citizen Kane, um, any, any Hitchcock films, anything with really beautiful cinematography, think of the limitations that they had at that time, okay? Think of the limitations that film brings with it. Um, you've got this this piece of celluloid uh, or, or whatever film is made of, um, and to edit it, you, to edit film, you have to cut it 
and then splice it back together with tape, okay? Think about the way they used to do shit and how time-consuming it was. These are, these are examples of um, limitations and um, the, the lack of options, the lack of freedom, because I think those things, they, um, they, are, they, are, they are conducive to creating great art. Um, and I, th I think the reason, I think it's as simple as this. I think it's just that, uh, it's, it's simply that when you have limitations, you don't have to think about shit. Like if you are in a 3D program, if you're picking out shaders and you're doing, um, you know, you're doing animation and rigging and picking out lights and things. If you have, if you have infinite creative options, if you can do literally anything, um, you, um, it, it, you, you spend so much time thinking about m making these major, major, major decisions. I mean, when you're editing, when you're editing old school, real physical film, there's a whole bunch of decisions that are taken out of the mix for you. There's like, like you can only, your, your edits have to be this certain way. They can't be, you can't do this crazy bullshit. Um, you have to have a certain type of lighting because you know, you have to get a certain amount of light onto the film or it's not going to work, etc., etc. And I mean, there, there's, there's plenty of room for, for creativity, but um, these, these major decisions have been taken care of for you. And decision fatigue and option paralysis are very real things. I mean, go to, you just think about any time you've tried to order something on Amazon. Um, and what I tend to do is I type in... Um, what would Shia, what brand sweatpants does Shia LaBeouf wear? And that takes care of the decision for me. But if you just go type in best sweatpants or sweatpants on Amazon and 50, think about this yourself. When, is, when was the last time you were confronted with 50 to 100 choices? It's stressful. So that's, I, th I think that is, that's simply the major reason why um, limitation uh, is conducive to artistic greatness. Um, it's just because when you have, when you have too fucking much going on, you, you can't, it's just too, it's, it's crazy. And this is, um, I'm gonna, I want to do, I want to do a big thing about car design because I went to school for one of the years that I went to college was for pre for industrial design. And, um, I was gonna do car design and um, it's a huge area of interest for me because I think cars, cars are kind of like boats and spaceships in that they, 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 they elevate. Um, there's something like, a, if you think about the first flight, there's something about that that, that elevates uh, the, the human spirit. There's something about it that is very, very special and important. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of tricky to afford a plane, to afford to buy and store a plane. So cars are kind of the next best thing. Cars and motorcycles are, are, they do this, they do a similar thing. Um, they, uh, they, they elevate and they, they inspire and they are, um, something, something about the fact that they're so complex, um, is, it's like you're, you're encased in and in charge of and pushing forward in the the product this the total product of humanity's 
technology and and innovation since the creation of the wheel. It's like all like fire. There's fire up front. Like all that shit. There's something very special about it. So car design is a very important thing. And um, so I'm, I'm going to do a big video about it one day. But it kind of ties into this because one of the major, major things that happened in car design um, from the, the 80s to the 90s to the 2000s was, uh, first of all, they went from traditional design materials. So if you look up, if you look up Lamborghini Countach design, um, there will be clay models, there will be um, charcoal drawings on the wall, there will be, it's just drawings and models, that's how they did it. And they still use drawings, they still do models, but in, start, starting in the, in the late 80s, the introduction of CAD design, um, the, which you're, you're going from this, this very definite, and I don't care how good these people think they are at CAD design and how cool, how good you are at computers. When you have a, a chunk of clay or when you have a, a empty uh, piece of paper to draw on, it, 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 it it's, uh, um, it's a fundamentally different exercise for the for the brain to create something in those spaces versus creating something in CAD design. And I don't care how if you're Asian, uh, if you were if you started doing computer design at age two, okay, it doesn't matter. It's a it's a different it is a different thing um, when you can just click a button and <coughs> and create any shape that you can imagine and delete it and undo it and duplicate it and move it around versus this clay where if you take too much away you have to start over you have to patch it up it's some time-consuming process okay it's not free you don't get free undos with with uh, uh, clay models and with um, drawings it's costly so you have to actually think about what you're doing before you do it which which will have a different effect than if you're just fucking clicking a mouse and uh, undoing and, and, and redoing shit um, and then the other thing that happened was, <clears throat> um, the, the car production went from steel, uh, and aluminum and, uh, ma materials that were costly and real and, um, had weight to them and were difficult to work with going from that to plastic to hydro formed fucking ABS, uh, plastic fuck is this person wearing? A lot of Portuguese people around here, a lot of Portuguese women who dye their hair red. I don't know why. Uh, that's the thing. You gotta have red hair if you're Portuguese girl in this area. I don't get it. <clears throat> um, oh yeah, so going from steel to plastic and, uh, and um, not only the transition from materials, but the ability to work with steel, the ability to work with older materials in new ways, so that you can basically you can basically create any shape that you can imagine. Um, so this this coupled with um, this coupled with the the CAD design means that you can now have cars that look like a bubbly alien women's shoe slash sex toy. Okay, you no longer have these fenders that you'd have to hammer out or shape in a, in a traditional way. The the, uh, the shapes that you can create 
no longer have to honor the uh, the making process, the, the, the constraints of the materials, you are totally unlimited, which is why you end up with cars that look like this Hyundai, this fucking Honda CR, the new Honda CRV over here. They look like fucking, like something out of Halo, like bug, bug wagons. They look like bug wagons. That's what new cars look like. I mean, this right here, this E3. Okay, so we reached the four gigabyte limit on the Google Pixel. And uh, for those of you, uh, I'm, I'm going to upload my Google Pixel review, but uh, I guess there's a four gigabyte limit on recording video, which fucking fuck makes total sense. Because when you buy a $900 fucking phone in the future, oh, I want to break my car right now. Fuck! When you buy a $900 phone in the future, you definitely need to keep it limited to four gigabytes of video. Fuck this phone.